everybody. Good morning. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench. Today is Wednesday, April 21st. And you know what? I got a couple of letters from listeners the other day, and the topic of fear comes up over and over and over again. And so I thought, you know what? We haven't done this for a while. Let's devote a podcast to it. You guys, fear is not a virtue. We're going to talk about what's needed in the culture today and where we can find it. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I hope you guys are having a great Wednesday. I am just, I'm getting ready to go to teach them diligently in Round Rock. I leave tomorrow for that. I'm going to be doing mom's night out there. So come on out, you guys. I would love to hug your neck and just hear how you're doing and love on you a little bit. We need these relationships. And in a year of just really after 2020 really started bleeding over into 2021, and then we realized, oh my goodness, these guys have a stranglehold on everybody. What I am seeing out on the road is nothing less than miraculous. It really, really is. I mean, I'm, I'm, meeting you and you're talking about how God has been getting you off the bench and onto the battlefield, how your families are changing, how you've gotten serious about walking with the Lord and being in his word. And there's so much encouragement in that, you guys, because God's heart is that you would not just survive, but that you would thrive. And so if you're thinking about coming out to a conference where I'm going to be in person, stop thinking about it and get yourself a ticket and come on out. I'm telling you, you're going to be glad that you did. So I will be in Round Rock this weekend in Texas. So coming out and say hello. Wanted to let you guys know that I heard from Alyssa in Southern Georgia. She's getting off the bench. She said, Heidi, you've given me the confidence to run for school board and or open my own school, just like my employers. My family left our progressive church that had watered down the message of the gospel with a worship concert each week and gave out COVID vaccines on the weekend and found a scripture rooted church. I love hearing that, Alyssa. Thank you so much. She went on to say, in fact, this week, our pastor preached the best message I have ever heard about government and how we basically need to get off the bench. I am really praying and we're seeing it more and more. I absolutely saw it this last weekend in South Dakota. I'm seeing more pastors who are willing to step out there like Pastor Jack Hibbs and speak about what's happening in our government and what's happening politically because these political nightmares that we're living through are largely happening because the church has been silent and we must not be silent anymore. So I'm very, very thankful. Thanks Alyssa for writing in. If you guys want to tell me how you're getting off the bench, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. You can also leave a question there that I answer uh, typically on Mondays, but I'm going to get to a couple of them today. I want to say thank you to Laura from Virginia and Amanda from Wisconsin for becoming sponsors and supporting this podcast financially. You guys, I can't tell you enough, you know, as enough times as I think would ever do justice to what your giving has done, not only in terms of obviously financially supporting uh, this mission and this ministry and keeping us afloat, but really serving to greatly encourage us in what the Lord has asked us to do. So thank you guys for doing that. If you want to support the podcast financially or any of the things that we are doing, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com for more information. Just click on the podcast. We've got information there at how you can get involved and really become a financial supporter and an encouragement of the work that we are doing here. All right. A couple of things come to my my attention recently. You guys 
know that I wrote a book a couple of years ago called Bible Promises for Moms. It's it's inexpensive. It's like three bucks and it's a pocketbook, but it's full of promises for moms that come from scripture. I've arranged them topically so you guys can find them really easily. And uh, I actually picked up the book this morning so I could read to you out of it uh, what I wrote on fear. I said, my childhood was less than idyllic. The details aren't important, but the legacy it left behind was fear. I am often afraid for no obvious reason. I might be cooking or writing or praying or riding in the car, and suddenly I find my heart racing in abject fear. Or sometimes I'm afraid for a much more obvious reason. Perhaps my teen was supposed to be home by 11, and now it's nearly midnight, and they're not home, and they're not answering their phone. In all my years of struggling with fear, my biggest breakthrough came when a friend pointed out that fear is a spiritual response. I'm going to say that again, you guys, because we got a spiritual problem. The real pandemic in this nation is spiritual. Fear is a spiritual response. Both rational and irrational fear are driven by spiritual forces, and I can either succumb to them or resist them. God's word carries great power over the spirit of fear. So the next time you find yourself doing battle with the spirit of fear, try something like this. Speak God's word, pray, listen to worship music, declare what you know to be true. It might not happen all at once, this victory over fear. It might not be a complete victory the first time or perhaps any time, but our victory is always found not in who we are, but in who God is. Did you guys hear that? The victory is not found in who we are. It's found in who God is. And when we recognize fear for what it is, which is an assault against the children of the king, then we come against it in the name of the king, right? Speak truth, you guys. Let your children see you praising the Lord in the midst of your struggles. God is by our side. We've quoted this many, many times here at the podcast, Second uh, Timothy 1, 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Other translations say that God hasn't given us a spirit of timidity, right? So that when you feel timid, when you feel like, oh, I just don't know, that that's not the Lord, right? In Psalm 46, 10, be still and know that I am God. Be still. Psalm 118, verses 5 and 6, In my distress I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me, and he set me free. The Lord is for me, so I have no fear. What can mere man do to me? In Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2, See, God has come to save me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. That little devotion came, again, from a little book I wrote called Bible Promises for Moms. I'm always encouraging you guys, buy them in stacks of five or ten and give them to people. Write something in the front of them. Tell the mom that you're going to give it to you, that she is loved, that she was created on purpose with a purpose, and that God is going to do something in her life. There's power in it, you guys. But what we see happening in the culture right now is we've decided that fear is a virtue. And as these past 12 months have been, you know, dragging along, this lie of of be afraid, be afraid, be afraid has just grown and attached itself to the culture. And it's an insidious lie. This idea that it's good to be afraid. It's good to be afraid. Mask up six feet. And we've passed this on to our kids. And so 
I think as we, you know, I watch as I, I'm in the airport a lot right now. And I, I saw some people in the airport the other day, you know, goggles. Um, he, one guy was wearing a paint suit, you know, like the kind that you get at Sherwin and Williams and, you know, or maybe you pick it up at Walmart and you're going to paint it. it it's, it's intended to keep paint off of you right? To, you don't stain your clothes. And this guy was wearing it because he thought the Rona would stay off of him. And as I was watching him, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't even feel like I wasn't even snarky, even in my spirit. I just thought, God, release him from that. And we're, we're walking in, in a time right now in a season that's really unprecedented in human history where people are literally afraid of dying every single day. I'm watching people outside afraid of dying by themselves in uh, out in parks and on sidewalks. And you guys, fear is not a virtue. You heard uh, my friend Rick Green say this so clearly the other day, and we need to keep saying it. Fear is not a virtue. You want to know what is a virtue? Courage is a virtue. Bravery is a virtue. Fear is not a virtue. It's something that we need to overcome. And courage is acting in the face of fear. Courage is doing what you know what is right, even though you're afraid. And so we got to start asking ourselves, where is this fear coming from? Well, it, certainly it's coming from the media, right? Whatever, whatever the media is saying and pushing out there that we have allowed to just latch itself on to our hearts and uh, to our minds. And we know for sure that this fear that we are struggling with is not from the Lord. If you're hanging around fearful people, find some other people to hang around. What are we focusing on, right? When we're afraid, it's usually because, and this is where why you see the masks and the goggles. I saw, you know, I see people in airports all the time that are just literally, you can see they're just prisoners of fear. And I think sometimes we get afraid of things because we can't control them and we desperately want to control what's happening around us. But you guys, we don't have any control over 99.9% of the stuff that we're afraid of right now. So turn off the news. Limit your social media. You know, Facebook keeps asking me if I want to put a, you know, a little um, frame around my picture about the Rona. And I'm like, nope, no to the no, no, no. Nope, I'm not doing that. Why? Because, the you know, this idea that we're going to continue to talk about this stuff and pretend like it's you know, worse than it actually is, is killing us in so many ways. And it doesn't please God. It doesn't please God. And I'm not say, suggesting that we, we be reckless, right? That's not a virtue either. But fear isn't a virtue. Fear keeps us from walking in faith. Fear keeps us from saying, Lord, I'm, I'm going to trust you. The King James Version of the Bible actually uses the phrase fear not 365 times. The Bible talks about fear more than 500 times. And we know because we just read a few moments ago, Paul talking to, the, uh, to, to young Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.7, he said, he said, Timothy, dude, come on. God didn't give you the spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. And right before that, Paul tells Timothy to, quote, fan into flame the gift of God. So we can overcome our fears by fanning into flame the gift of God instead of dwelling on our fears, instead of dwelling on the things that frighten us. And you guys, it's not impossible to control your thoughts. Remember, I've been saying that the antidote to uh, worry is worship. The antidote to panic is praise. When you feel that spirit of fear start to settle over you like a cold, wet blanket, turn on the praise music. Change the way that you're thinking. Ask the Lord to help you, right? Bring those thoughts into captivity. 
1 John 4.18 says there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And since fear and love can't coexist, when we find ourselves a hostage to fear and anxiety and uh, worry, Let's start thinking about what God wants us to do. How can we develop our love for Jesus? How can we serve somebody else? Can you make dinner for somebody else? Can you serve someone else? Can you, can you call a friend? Can you say, hey, can I, how can I help you today? I wonder if instead of us using, you know, the, the news and everything to trigger anxiety, and, you know, I'm, I'm not immune to this. I was coming home from the airport the other day. All my stories right now are airport stories. It's very sad. <laughs> And I was coming home. I was coming home from the airport the other day, and somebody sent me a video, and it was a, a a mom who is has been in reproductive health for a really long time. I think she's a midwife, and she was talking about what is what they're starting to see now these devastating side effects from the COVID nineteen vaccine that are that are absolutely affecting the fertility of young women and even men, lowering sperm count and all kinds of stuff. And I'm thinking of my own kids, and I started to feel my uh, my chest sort of tighten up. And it was like this mixture of, of anger and fear. And I was like, whoa, 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 I, this isn't good for me. And so instead, instead of letting the news trigger you, have it be the thing that triggers you to worship God or to come before the Lord and pray and say, Lord, you, you got to help me. You got to help me get over this. You see, fear makes us think that we're in control. So we hold on to our fear because it gives us a sense that there's something that we can do to give ourselves a boost that everybody else doesn't have. We keep ourselves safe, right? I talked about that the other day. Lord, help me not live to be safe. Fear convinces us that we have the, we know, we've got the knowledge. We know the best course of action to take. This is why Father Fauci has been so, uh, has been so successful in scaring the American population because he's getting up there. Like he's the Dr. Sears, you know, used to be Dr. Sears was the parenting guru. Father Fauci is like the Dr. Sears of the pandemic. Two masks. Doesn't matter if you get a vaccine or not. You're not really immune. Mask up. Two masks. Well, if two is good, isn't three better? And if three is great, why aren't we just wearing 10? For goodness sake, why don't we just stay home and keep a mask on ourselves all the time? Fear is not a virtue. First Peter 5, verses 6 and 7 says, Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, so at the proper time he will exalt you, casting all your anxieties upon him. Why? Because he cares about you. He cares about you. He loves you. He's saying, come to me, give up your fears, lay them at, at, at the feet of the cross. But you know, we can't do that unless we admit that we're struggling with it. It takes humility. It takes giving up this idea that somehow we're in control of this thing that we're not in control of at all. It takes acknowledging our weaknesses, right? I love that the Bible says that we can boast about our weaknesses because when we are weak, he is strong. The Bible teaches us to allow the Lord to, the, the glory of the Lord to rest on us. And so I, I'm just, I'm not, you know, I'm going to say, you guys, let's, the world is defining our normal. Everyone keeps saying, you know, I, I heard this a long time ago, right? We're never going to go back to normal. And I thought, this is ridiculous. We're never going to fall for this. But you know what? I didn't think we'd fall for the lie of transgenderism either. And we did. We need to stop letting the world define us. Jesus said, I came to give you life and that you might have it to the full abundant life. That's John 10, 10, not a life that is uh, defined by fear. The Bible teaches us and challenges us actually to overcome our fears, to set our minds on things above, not on what's happening around us. And for, for whatever reason, 
the Christian community has been just as subjugated to fear as the non-Christian community. And it's really speaking loudly about who we are. Courage, honor, duty, honesty, respect. These are the virtues that were applauded by our founders. These are the things that were taught in the word of God. And fear has never been one of the virtues that God has esteemed in his word or that our founding fathers did. A free people should never be in fear of the government, the ruling class, or the virtue signaling elitists who believe Americans should submit and not think for themselves. My friend Rick Green at the Patriot Academy has a brand new t-shirt and I'll link to it in the show notes today. There's a women's cut and a men's cut, but it says fear is not a virtue. On the back of the shirt, it says a patriot is dangerous to the enemy, dangerous to apathy, and an absolutely existential threat to tyranny. Woot, woot, go Rick Green. That was his quote, and you can find it at DefenderGear.com, and I'm going to link back to it because, you know, I, you guys have seen me. I'm a huge fan of statement shirts. I've got some really awesome ones in my store right now. I wore a shirt to the airport the other day. It said socialism distancing. <laughs> We should be afraid of socialism. I mean, if we're going to be afraid of something, we should be afraid of what's happening, what the government is doing right now. The fact that they're pushing critical race theory to our kids and turning them into racists. And we're not. We're afraid of a virus at the 99.9% survival rate. I think we should be wearing goggles to the schools to keep us from absorbing all the garbage that they're throwing out at us on the regular. What do we, what do, we do about that? We respond in faith and not in fear. We respond in faith and not in fear. And the more we understand about what's happening in in the country, and the more we understand about what's happening in the country, and we juxtapose that to what God says about who we are and who he is in the midst of it, I'm telling you what, you guys, it makes fear fade into the distance because we recognize that because God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind, we can actually speak to these things with authority, not the authority that we have in and of ourselves, but the authority that comes from Jesus. That's powerful. That's the Lord. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And we have an opportunity right now, like never before, to get off the bench and onto the battlefield to say, Lord, you know what? We don't don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Our eyes are on you. Lord, help us not live to live to be safe, but rather to keep our eyes on fixed on you, the author and finisher of our faith. You guys with me in that today? Fear is not a virtue. Let's stop acting like it is. Let's stop, let's stop, let's stop talking about fear as if it's something that we should be uh, promoting out in the culture today. Let's stop talking about fear as if it's something we should be proud of. It isn't. It absolutely isn't. Fear is not a virtue. Courage is a virtue. Bravery is a virtue. Faith is a virtue. And so when you feel uh, struck down by fear or burdened by it, ask yourself what's causing it and then shut off the sources of fear that are coming into your life and ask the Lord to help you embrace the truth of his word and who you are in light of what you know to be absolutely true. In light of what you know. Amen. Let's close out today's podcast and just pray together. Father, I want to just thank you for each and every person that's listening to this show right now. 
Where we're coming at this from all kinds of different angles. There are some people who have been listening to the show for a long time who are finding themselves in a different season of life and they're having a hard time navigating it. There's some people who are listening to this who have young children. And Lord, some of us have been at this for a while. And Lord, we need your help now than we've ever, more now than we've ever needed it in my lifetime than I can ever remember. So Lord, will you help us to focus our minds on things above, whatever's good, whatever's right, whatever's lovely, whatever's true, whatever's honorable. Lord, remind us that the fear comes from things we can't control, but you've said that you are the one who's in control and we can trust an uncertain future to a certain God who said, I have all things in control. You hold the whole world in your hands. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd help us today. Instead of focusing on things we can't control, let's focus on what we can control. I pray, Father, you help us to turn off the news and limit social media. And I pray that our eyes would be turned heavenward so that our attitudes could be uplifting, not only for ourselves, but for the people around us. Help us to show your kindness to other people. And Lord, if we're hanging out with people that are that are stoking our fears or making us feel afraid or making us feel anxious, Lord, I pray today that you'd give us the wisdom and the discernment to handle those relationships in a way that doesn't help us become a captive to the spirit of fear. And Lord, we thank you. You have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And we're asking you, Lord, to help us do that again today, to lean into you, to turn our worry into worship. And we're going to thank you for what you're doing. And we love you. And we look forward, Lord, to seeing you soon. We really do. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank you guys for listening to the show today. As always, uh, you can find more information about what we're doing at HeidiStJohn.com. If you're interested in the run for Congress, it's HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. We really appreciate your prayers as we get off the bench and onto the battlefield here. You guys are a huge part of what we're doing. If you want to support the nonprofit organization, uh, you can do that by going to FirmlyPlantedFamily.com. We've been doing this podcast for many many years now. And it's a joy for us to hear from you, to hear what God is doing in your life, and to know that He is at work. He is at work, you guys, and we can trust Him. Amen. Thanks for listening today, everybody. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.